Thank you so much for joining me today on The Small Business Hustle. Today, we're going to be talking about a few of my failures where I fell flat, um, maybe where uh, things just didn't quite go the way I had expected, and how I got a different result from shifting and doing some different things. And so I'm going to kind of share some of that with you today, and I'm so glad you could join me this week on The Small Business Hustle. Welcome, welcome to the Small Business Hustle. And hello, hello, I'm Molly B, your host and owner of MJ's Market, a small general store in South Dakota. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss operating a small business. All right, all right, let's get talking about sales that failed. (laughs) It's going to be a really fun topic because it's not you in this situation that was falling flat. But of course, before we can dive in, uh, we have to share a quote. And so this one was just a fun one. Um, I think I probably found this one on just like a a social media graphic post. So there wasn't like an artist attribution. uh, And it said, say yes to new adventures. So every time I find a quote like that, that I really like, I document it in my journal so that I can go back to it in moments of struggle and kind of read through those quotes that motivated me, inspired me, and kind of shift my thinking out of that negative place. And that was one of those quotes. So I'm so glad I was able to share it with you today. Okay, so today uh, I want to share with you several examples and several times when I had something kind of fail, something that kind of just dropped off and just didn't go the way I wanted it to, and how... um, I accidentally turned that around. And so maybe you can apply some of these examples to things that aren't going well right now in your business and how you can really think about how you can kind of flip that and shift that. So um, at the the beginning examples I'm going to give you are just like specific product examples that fell flat. And then I'll give you a few um, at the end, like bigger picture advertising pieces that fell flat. Okay, so uh, first I'm going to tell you about the most recent one as of recording. I had this item and I thought it was like it was a funny item. It was, you know, maybe a little bit more novelty, but I mean, it's still a nice item. Uh, made me laugh, thought it was funny, um, thought people would enjoy it. It would be a nice positive thing. So uh, the item, though, I had zero sales, like not like sort of zero, but like zero, zero, zero sales. And this has been bouncing around for a long time. And I've just not been able to let go of it, like clearance it, get rid of it, because I'm like, man, I swear this is a good item. How come nobody's noticing it? And I was just uh, rushing to get some of my social media up. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to post, I'm going to put this back up on social media um, and, and promote it. And I put it up. And uh, sure enough, I get tons of engagement on this post. Um, A lot of people are like um, engaging with it, putting comments. You know, they're really noticing this post and really responding to it. And I'm thinking to myself at that time, like, wait a minute here. Did I even promote this at the beginning really at all? And I think that goes back that it's possible I promoted it and I'm thinking it may have only come through in a live video. I do a lot of live videos, um, but not the same people who watch live videos look at static posts. And the same with just a video, not a live video, but just a video. 
those get viewed and watched by some different people. Not Some people will, will be in all of those categories, but some people will only hit one of those categories. And so really upon reflecting, it's like, maybe I didn't even promote this ever. You know, I, and maybe I did and it just was the wrong moment and the wrong time. Maybe uh, nobody, you know, uh, engaged with it right off the bat. And then, then the algorithm didn't really show it to very many people. But for whatever reason, this time today, I got, um, well, I guess it wasn't today, but uh, this time I got a lot of engagement and I got a lot of, you know, um, comments from many different people. And so even if, you know, it's too early to see, you know, did I get a lot of sales from that? But I did get a lot of exposure, which is very important. Uh, Yeah, I, I just what a miss, again, to go back and kind of challenge myself and say, well, just because this isn't selling doesn't mean it's a dud. Maybe uh, maybe the problem is more that the people who would enjoy this don't even know to look in the department that this is in. Um, so it, it's probably an item that in its department, it can kind of get lost. But if it was in like this novelty department, people would notice it more. So it might be like placement within the store that's actually hurting its sales because it's with other like items, but it's not really like those items. Okay. So um, another item that was really interesting. uh, So this one, I previous to carrying this item, I had some uh, water bottles um, and they were ombre colored. So a lot of really vibrant, really pretty colors. Some would be like lime green and then they'd fade into pink or they'd have a a navy and fade into, you know, a lime green again or, um, you know, all these different color uh, combinations. And they sold really well and people really liked them. They were super um, popular. But I kind of knew based off of like, you know, a lot of kids uh, buying them, that the the item probably was going to not be cool after a while. Like it was just going to kind of, you know, it was going to kind of have a problem there. So then when I, I was um, checking things out and finding inventory and I found uh, these other ones, very similar water bottles, um, a different brand, but these ones were steel. The other ones were plastic. So I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. So these ones are steel, but they also have the ombre uh, and they're a little bit larger ounce-wise, but price point-wise, they're not really that much more expensive. They were a little bit more expensive, but I mean, you're getting a metal one and you're getting um, the the little bit larger ounces. So, you know, it might be kind of a wash. And so I get these tumblers in and they just sit there and they don't sell. And I mean, I might've sold one or two and they were close to the other ones. They were, you know, I, I, I just, it was so bananas because they just weren't selling. And it was, a, it was a bummer because I was like, wow, how did, like, what if I would have bought these ones first and they weren't selling? I wouldn't have bought the other ones, you know? So like, it's just, I don't know what the shift is here, but they weren't selling. So I was redoing the department that they were in, and I have kind of like a gifting area in my uh, store that kind of highlights things like that, because even though those would fit well in like a kitchen goods department, uh, or maybe if you had a sporting area, um, I don't, so it wouldn't really fit in there, but but I put it in my kind of gifting, and, and you know, those items are just like kind of inspiration for people. Uh, a lot of gifts get sold out of that department. And so they were in the same department when I rearranged it. 
But I moved it down. It ended up moving and shifting down four feet because uh, it was in about the second bay of the shelving, and I moved it down to the first bay of the shelving. But it was at the same height, so I didn't move it up or down. I just moved it over, and then I rearranged the things around it. So, you know, above and below it, there was a lot of shifting, a lot of changing. All right, guess what? They start selling. (laughs) I'm like... I can't even believe this. How could I explain this to someone else? Like, how come they just now start selling when I shift them down? You know, I don't know. Maybe it was timing as far as, you know, people are buying them more towards, say, back to school. And and I'm so sorry that I can't share with you the timing of when I had done this, Uh, you know, but but either way, maybe it was it was more of, you know, that or maybe it was it was summer. And and either way, it doesn't matter. All I know is that I thought that I had this dud item. I'm moving down four feet. I don't move it up. I don't move it down. I just slide it over and it starts selling. And it's like, this is the kind of stuff I just am fascinated by. Uh, Besides the fascination of that starts selling, I always think to myself, now what item is not going to sell because of how I moved it? Like what's going to get a negative impact in sales because I moved it? And so those are always things that I'm kind of evaluating, thinking about. And that's why, you know, people will say, oh, she's always moving stuff. Oh, she's always moving stuff. Okay, well, it makes it really easy to dust if you just move it. (laughs) You can move it and dust at the same time. And then also it makes a difference. Shifting those items over makes a difference in sales. And Again, I hope I'm not having a negative impact in the the other in another item, uh, but at least I am moving these items. And you know, if if that is if you can find <clears throat> the magic of why that happens and exactly explain that, you would be a millionaire. So, uh, all right. So next example. Uh, okay. So there is this brand that I wanted to carry and. It's uh so it's a size specific item and then it also um okay we'll talk about what the item is so it is socks okay so I want to carry these socks so they're size specific and then they have a lot of different designs on them so they're also design specific you might like this design and you need it in this size okay so then there's lots and lots of designs and then there's multiple sizes so this item ties up a lot of inventory because of the idea that you just have to carry many designs, plus you have to carry the sizes in both the in all the designs. So I have this item and it does well, but then the sales really start to drop off as they sell down. And so this is this is this is logical. This makes sense because too little inventory of an item can cannibalize the sales that are there. And and what I mean by that is uh let's let's use Christmas as an example here. So say I am looking for a great stocking stuffer for, you know, uh a bunch of people in my family. Um I may be like a, a mother figure or grandmother figure and so I need something for a large group of ages, like many different ages. And then I need um something that will work for different tastes and different styles. So when I do that, if I see these socks, but then all of a sudden, oh, they don't have, you know, a design that will fit. They don't have a large variety of designs. So then I'm going to have to get the same design for some people, but maybe it doesn't really fit them or suit them. Or I see a design I really like, but you don't have it in the other size that I need. I'm going to scrap that idea altogether because I'm trying to come up with like an equal 
gift to give to a, a group of people. Maybe, you know, there's several kids and maybe maybe they're married and they have spouses and maybe I've got some older grandchildren I'm going to throw in there. And so I'm going to get them all the same type of gift, but then theirs would be specific to them. So now all of a sudden, if you don't have enough for me to do this, I'm going to scrap that idea altogether and I'm going to go to something different. Okay, so that makes sense to me that if you don't have the, enough variety that these sales are going to drop on this item. And I really want to get a display. So this product uh, and the brand says if you buy a large quantity, like a very, very large quantity of our socks, we will give you this display that it's a floor stand and it, it's so it stands up on its own. It's a little taller than the average person um, and it has it's a two-sided display. I really want the display, but it is a lot of dollars in inventory. And again, it's kind of hard for me to remember how well the socks sold when I first got them because it's been a while because I've been trying to slowly get the inventory reduced so I could justify this display. Okay, so I go back and forth. I'm like about ready to knock at the display and then I want the display. I'm going to get the display. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Oh my gosh, I, I was driving myself crazy. I honestly was about ready to just rip my own hair out and be like, you are annoying. So what I decided to do, sure enough, get the display. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like that was a game changer. It was insane how many I sold uh, during that time frame, And then also like the display itself, like not only just from the end cap, but the display itself, the sales were crazy from this. And so it's really a good lesson to know that too little inventory of something can cannibalize all the sales that you have left. So you got to really think about that kind of, you know, it's not necessarily... Um, you know, it's not necessarily something that applies to all inventory buckets. It's definitely, you know, only going to apply to certain things and certain pieces. And so having too little can cannibalize. But also how you have it displayed is is a big factor in people noticing it. Uh, a lot of times the challenge for people is that if they're looking for a gift for someone, and, and I can say, the majority of these get sold as a for a gift. Uh, okay, so if I'm looking for something for a gift for someone, sometimes we have a hard time as an individual thinking of an everyday item as being giftable. Okay, we kind of get this idea in our head that a gift is only that ever. It's like it can't be anything but a gift, and that's you know obviously not the case. So that's where. My gifting department really helps people kind of see things that are everyday items in a gifting category, and it helps them kind of get some inspiration there. And that's the same thing that this display does for these socks is that they go, oh my gosh, this is so great. I love this. It's a great gift. They're going to like it. Plus, it's something they can use. I know they can use this. They have feet. I know this is going to work. This is going to be great. When we move on to the next item here, uh, I found it really interesting. I had I have a photo uh, machine in my store, so people can print on this photo machine uh, regular pictures, and they can do some enlargements. Uh, very easy to use a cell phone with, which is probably ninety eight percent of the the photo printing comes from pictures taken on a cell phone. And then you have a really tiny percentage of people who come in and are either scanning an old photo that they have uh, or they m even tinier percentage are bringing in maybe a disk or a, a drive of some sort from, from their computer and 
printing from that. And it was doing well. Uh, the equipment, the machine itself, very expensive, a lot of money invested. And so I looked at the sales of it and I just thought, you know, it's it's doing okay. Um, but I really, this is one place I completely stand out in our town. So I really, I want this to be like the thing, the the thing everybody knows about. So I made a sign to put a, a banner to put on the side of my building. And it is four foot wide by eight foot long. And one of the things that my husband and I have talked about a lot in advertising, and he has challenged me the most in this, is cluttered messages. You know, uh, people will design an ad for, say, you know, a newspaper um, or even social media, and they try to just pack all this stuff on there. And you only have microseconds to see that message and to absorb it. You don't want every detail about that on there. You just want the gist of it. If they want more details, they'll come to you and ask you, but you just need to get that exposure. So again, the banner's four foot by eight foot, and I put our logo logo on there very large, and then the words photos, really big. So I mean, if this is four foot, uh, you know, it's probably at least two and a half feet tall, the letters are. Uh, And then small below, I did put the different ways you can get the pictures to us, either, you know, from your cell phone or, you know, from all these other places. And it's bulleted on the bottom. And it's just kind of because the spacing to fit on this banner, I had some dead space. So I went ahead and put that on there. Otherwise, I was happy with just the word photos. (laughs) Like, that's it. Photos. We don't we don't need any other message. People know the word photos, and then they'll say they'll come in and they'll say, "Hey, how can we do that? What are the ways? You know, can I do this? Can I do that?" And then they'll have questions, even if you gave a lot of details. And I saw a visible lift from the moment I put that banner up. Uh, the banner cost about thirty five dollars. That uh, was four foot by eight foot. saw a visible lift, paid for it probably in the first week, uh, if not sooner, from us hanging up this banner. Uh, Soon I will have to replace it because uh, it's been up for quite some time. It's starting to get kind of worn and um, color faded a bit. But, um, you know, an easy to read, quick view of a font, uh, huge difference in my business. Okay, so that is one of the kind of bigger pieces that I learned is just the idea that you don't want to clutter your message. You don't want to make it hard to understand that message. And then um, what I also did that, this one I just kicked myself a lot. Uh, There's a local radio station. So I've been doing some advertising with a local radio station. I picked this radio station because they had a really high listenership for the town that my store is in. And so I picked that radio station contacted them. Uh, the the suggestion was to do these live interviews. And, you know, if you're listening to me right now, you know, I'm a little bit different. I'm a little unique. So <laughs> I tend to stand out to people because I'm just not this perfectly polished voice on the radio. And so people would notice me and I started getting a lift from that. That was great. And then Somewhere along the line, I had this business owner that said, we've had really good luck with this AM radio station. Have you tried advertising with them? And I thought, I I kind of didn't realize they existed. I mean, I did, but I didn't. 
uh, I, I, I think I was getting confused with a couple of radio stations. And so I contacted that radio station. I said, hey, uh, you know, for the last year or so, I've been doing this with this radio station. It's been working well. Do you have something that would work like that? And they said, sure, well, we can do that. And I noticed right away, I started getting new traffic from that radio station uh, right off the bat. And and it was so fascinating that it was separated from the other. It's not like I started them both at the same time. So I kind of already had an established pattern. I kind of knew what my traffic looked like. And then so well over a year later, I start with this new station and I start getting a, a ton of new customers. Well, I would say, you know, we, we have a very... Uh, a very clever way that we all use to talk to our customers. When they say they're new, we dig a little deeper. How come you're new? What brought you in? How did you hear about us? How did you see us? What, you know, what brought you in? And we get a lot of feedback that it was that radio station uh, that brought them in. Sometimes what it is, is that they have seen us they have seen our building, they drive drive by, they, they know that we exist, okay? And then now, they're hearing about us on the radio station they listen to. So it's that extra push that gets them to come check it out and say, okay, this is something I want to try out. This is something that I want to do. So uh, I found those to be some of the um, the coolest things that I changed, that I, I found a shift in my thinking or I found a shift in how I did things. Basically... In, in some of these examples, I did the same thing, but I got a different result. So just remember that you, if you aren't challenging yourself and you're saying, I tried this once, it didn't work. I did this once. It's not a thing that happens. You are doing yourself a disservice. You're not holding yourself accountable to be great for your business. And so those are some things that you really want to kind of change your thinking on and kind of shift your thinking. If there's something that you've given up on or you said that this hasn't worked, give it one more go and and maybe shift it just a little bit. Just do a little shift. That forefoot can make all the difference in sales uh, and make you even consider reordering that item because you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is working all of a sudden and I didn't think it was working before. Uh, again, change in season, uh, the the timing can all make an impact and how your sales hit and how people uh, see your business. All right. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I appreciate you. And I am so excited to talk with you again next week on The Small Business Hustle. Thank you for joining me this week on The Small Business Hustle. I would love to hear your feedback so I can better serve you. And don't forget to subscribe so you can catch me next week where we'll continue to talk about small business. If you found value in this podcast, you can show your support by sharing our podcast with your audience and your friends. We appreciate you and please spread some positivity today. I promise it will do you wonders.